the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, our financial and retirement expert. Here in studio, Larry Rosenthal himself. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Chris. And how are you today? I'm enjoying, uh, well, I, I'm not sure what I'm enjoying. I see the cherry blossoms are out, and it's really beautiful, and then it's 30 degrees this morning. I mean, what's going on? I'm starting to chatter a little bit. It's April. That's all right. It's April. It'll be okay. Don't worry about it. I guess we'll survive. But you know. it's uh, ups and downs, kind of like the marketplace these days. You know, the weather's kind of just going along with it. Mid-Atlantic weather, wait a few weeks, it'll change. Yeah? No worries. Okay. Bring it all on. It's all right. okay. I'm you there. You know me. I'm always in, you know, it doesn't matter. No, <laughs> weather's weather. not everything. Except you are a snow guy. You do like to have that snow when it does come this around. This is true. This is true. Yep, definitely. Yeah. So, hey, lots of news this week oh, in the man. markets and the economy. And in the um, world, for that matter. In the world, yes, absolutely. So we'll have to wait and see what, what's going on there. But first, before we start off the show here, I got a got a uh, absolutely you know send out birthday wishes to my mom. So happy birthday, mom, out there right. somewhere. Yep, yep, definitely. So uh, maybe I'll get her to take me out to dinner tonight. Uh, it doesn't quite work that way, does it? No, <laughs> not at all. The other way around, Larry. That's the Come deal. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, hey, you know, um, <clears throat> this past week we had a little bit of a disappointment in U.S. payrolls. They uh, they only expanded in March by 98,000. Consensus was 180,000. That gave us a little bit of a softness in the market this week. Uh, unemployment dropped a little bit, which was good. And hourly earnings rose uh, just a little bit of a tick up a little bit this this month, uh, March being this month uh, over February. So that was a good thing, uh, good thing as well. And that's one of the things that the Federal Reserve's looking at. And interesting enough, this week, you know, the Federal Reserve released its minutes, which doesn't get really a lot of press. But some of some some people were starting to talk about what they want to do with their balance sheet. You know, from the financial crisis, they were buying all the bonds in the, in, in the bond buying program and quantitative easing and, and all that kind of stuff. And now they're talking about how to reduce their balance sheet, how to get rid of some of this. And there's there's questions on there about allowing it to, re, to mature and just fall off the balance sheets or what they want to do. So we'll be following that a little bit, too, as that could move some bond prices in the marketplace. Uh, all in all, though, you know, their general consensus is there's a little concern about the valuations in the marketplace now. I was doing, I was explaining this to a client yesterday, 
uh, or, or actually earlier this week uh, about the P.E. ratio level of the of the marketplace where it is now versus historically. And we are a little bit ahead of itself right now. Hence, you know, the market is a, a forward-looking economic indicator. And with the <clears throat> corporate earnings being stronger uh, or st- as strong as they came out in the f- in the fourth quarter, which were reported January, February. Now there's anticipation again of corporate earnings being strong again in the first quarter, January, February, March, which is going to be starting to report next week as well as the next several weeks. So the market will tend to get ahead of itself a little bit like that because remember, at the end of the day, people buy stock based off of the future expectation of a corporation's earnings. And if the earnings look looks uh, you know to be good, people are going to buy stock. That should push the market up. So we'll have to see how earnings comes in, uh, and uh, as well as you know the different types of policies that are going on um, fiscally with the new administration. So all in all, same theme, different day. Make sure you're diversified. Let's see what's going on. There's basically three areas here that we're really watching when it when it when we take a look at the markets today and that was what I just talked about the corporate earnings and then the different types of fiscal policies that Trump and his team are, or President Trump and his team are, are looking to put in you know uh, infrastructure spending trade taxes both personal and corporate the repatriating of corporate dollars overseas and a few other things we're going to be looking at these very carefully and very closely over the next you know handful of months to see exactly what they end up doing uh, and then at, at the end of the day also what the Federal Reserve's doing with the Fed coming out saying oh, the markets you know pretty fairly priced uh, at the same time they're they're wanting to to try and I think that they're going to want to try and do maybe two more raises this year with with interest rates so we have to watch all three of those legs of the stool what the Fed's doing the uh, policies that are coming out of out of Washington now and corporate profits. Those are the big three things that we're keeping an eye on. And earnings season starts on Monday, so be kind of interesting to see what what goes on there, Chris. Mm-hmm. Indeed. At the, at the end of the day, it is about the economy a lot of times, and we have to watch that. You know, a lot of a lot of eyes and ears and everything are on uh, what's going on overseas right now. I mean, that's the big news story. Uh, what what's happening there, and look, there was some talk also about, and I think it's too early to tell or understand if there's any you know uh, economic fallout from any of this. Don't you agree? Well, there's always there's always the chance of economic fallout, and, and while nobody wants to see this stuff, and we all want peace, you know, it creates it's part of the fallen world that we live in, you know, and. Uh, just sort of, sort of need to keep our eyes on the Lord and understand, you know, when you when you want to tie it back to finances and the markets and all that too. We also have to understand too that, that th- these are just a means to to function here on earth, and it's the Lord's, and we need to have good steward with you know good stewardship principles with everything that He's given us. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's His, and and have an eye. You know, sort of have a, a spiritual view, a heavenly eye on on our assets and and the things that we do, the things that we say, the things that we don't say, things that we do, our deeds and all that. You know, the Bible is very clear about all of that. So. You talk about a lot of these kinds of biblically based concepts in your seminars. I know, at least in I do. Seminars. I'm actually getting ready to do a, a series that um, uh, actually my church asked me to, to 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 do it here. It's coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. We're going to be doing. Um, you know, a very uh, three months worth of Bible-based money management. So there's going to be scripture throughout the classes. Hey, if you don't belong to Chapel Springs, if you'd like to come on out, feel free. I'm sure they'd, they'd let you into the classes. Not a problem. There's there's no charge for them. I'll be teaching them, and it's going to be money management. We're going to be kicking off, I think it's April 
Uh, let me look at the calendar here real quick, Chris. It's I exciting, think it's though. It's going to be April 19th. Yeah, we're going to have a class at 1030 to noon, to 1230, and then again uh, in the evening. So double up classes for people that are retired. And This and is Sundays? Working. No, it's on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Wednesday, okay. Wednesday mornings or Wednesday evenings, yeah. Okay. And the first, the first go around is going to be all on estate planning. Uh, you know, state planning, charitable giving, wealth replacement, legacy planning, things like that. So lots of different subject matters. You can contact Chapel Springs and ask them about it and be happy to uh, to see you there if you want to come on out. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, you're listening to Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. Go ahead and give us a ring here. Let's open up the phone lines. Chris, if you have any questions on anything at all, whether it's estate planning, Roth IRA conversions, the stock market, whatever it is, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-ROSE-123 or 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Hi, this is Norm Allen from the American Lifestyle Media Network on Roku and on Web TV. You know, America has always been the home of the brave, especially in business where stepping out to create business and services is a bold move. American Lifestyle Media is one of those ventures. We provide Internet streaming programming on Web TV and Roku and all devices. You can subscribe today and be informed and inspired on the Out of the Norm Show, Expedition Texas, Young Country, Built on the Blues, and Freedom of Thought. It's television programming designed for you and your family. Just go to watch.americanlifestylemedia.com. That's watch.americanlifestylemedia.com. We hope you'll take advantage of our special 99 cent per month introductory offer. Only for a limited time. American Lifestyle Media. We're caretakers of the American spirit. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. We have a phone number for you to call to talk to Larry to ask any questions that you have about your personal finance and the direction that you would like to go. He'll help you with that at this phone number, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Larry. Sure, Chris. You know, it being tax season and all, right? It being tax season and all, let's talk about it a little bit today. We have to, Larry. Listen, it's my best wine I've got right now. (laughs) I hear you want some cheese with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. By the way, have you got your taxes done? I'm doing an extension this year. Okay, well, you know, send some in for me. Mention my name and send some in, okay? <laughs> okay, you got That's it. That's the theme this year, right, Chris? Send them some money. Yep. There you go. Yep, yep. So, um, hey, you know, so uh, lots of little overlooked things in the tax code that people aren't aware of all the time, right? Uh, so this came up this week in, in my office. Uh, most people are familiar that you're not allowed to put money into an IRA, once you're 70 and a half. But there's a little bit of a rule here. That's only the traditional IRA, not the Roth. If you're working and if you have earned income and you're 70 and a half or over, you can still contribute to a Roth IRA. 
and a lot of people are not familiar with that. Well, Larry, you might say, well, why do I want to contribute to a Roth IRA when I'm, you know, 70 and a half or whatever? Well, you know what? Some people are still working at that state at, at, at that age. A lot of people are since retirement lifestyle, you know, since retirement is really a lifestyle decision. People have part-time jobs. They have all different things going on. But one of the advantages there, that is, if you are working at 70 and a half and you go, well, gosh, you know, am I really going to put money into a Roth IRA and then pull it out down the road for retirement? Well, yes, you can do that, and it can be tax-free. But at the same time, those savings can pass on to your kids or grandkids completely tax-free one way. Okay, one I'm going to ask a really silly question then here because I just don't know. But So you can actually be putting in and taking out at the same time? Is that possible? Taking distributions? Well, you, well, you, you, you can. Well, see, here's the deal, Chris. There's no required minimum distributions at 70 and a half on Roth IRAs. It's uh, only on the traditional IRA or the traditional pre-tax retirement plans. It's the pre-tax retirement plans that f- require required minimum distribution. Require required minimum. There you go. It's gotcha. the pre-tax retirement plan dollars that require you to pull money out for your uh, minimum But your standard Roth IRA, you still could be putting in and pulling out at the same time. It's just making sure you're planning. Right. You're pulling money out on the traditional pre-tax side, but you can be putting money into the tax-free side on the Roth once you're 70 and a half and over, as long as you have earned income. Got it. And one of the advantages there is that, you know, you can be saving this money tax-free for your kids, grandkids, or yourself for yourself, you know, in your 80s or whatever it is down the road. Uh, so just an overlooked p- piece of the little tax code that a lot of people don't pay attention to. I like pulling these out, and it really helps out a lot of people in their retirement planning later in life. In addition to that, people are also under the impression that once you get to 70 and a half, or for some reason, 59 and a half, I don't know why, that you're not eligible to convert to a tradi- from a traditional IRA over to a Roth IRA. And that is not true at all. There's no age requirement. There's no age limit or minimum age precluding you from making a conversion from a traditional IRA over to a Roth. There's lots of reasons to and not to, though, from what you've talked about in the past. There are. There's tons of reasons to convert to a Roth and tons of reasons not to. And it's a case-by-case basis, depending on what your goals are and your time horizon and your tax bracket as well, why you're converting and your tax bracket when you anticipate pulling money out. But conversion to a Roth IRA is becoming more and more of a, a very good estate planning move for a lot of people as well. One of the scenarios is is that you know you 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 take a look at 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 well the reason all this stuff's coming up now obviously because it's all tax tax time right I had someone earlier this week ask me well can I just convert my whole four hundred one k to a Roth IRA and I said yes your plan allows for that but you have to pay taxes on all that money and instantly they said well I don't want to do that and I said <laughs> yeah. well gee I, I guess that's correct but here's where the conversation goes further. So stop for a moment in your mind's eye and think about how much money you've saved in retirement plans. Just think about that for a moment. Get that number in your head and understand the rules of these. You control 100% of that money, where it's invested and all that kind of stuff, but you only own about 65% of it because when you pull that money out, you have to pay taxes on it. So what a lot of people are starting to really take a look at doing because they're hearing how much tax they really are paying in retirement years is you take a look at at, at your pre-tax dollars versus your tax-free dollars on the Roth side. And the best way that I have seen with, with clients over the years 
is to do serious for those that want to do Roth conversions and that it's correct to do. Let me let me preface this by saying that because it's not necessarily the best thing for everybody, but for those that it is, you, you do series of little conversions instead of converting you know two hundred fifty thousand dollars and paying taxes on two hundred fifty thousand dollars in one year. You might want to go ahead and convert a little bit each year, maybe ten or twenty thousand dollars a year thereby not allowing you to jump up into another tax bracket and, and paying an extra 3 or 5% tax, but enab- enables you to do series of little conversions so that over a period of 10 years, you've converted 100 or 250, whatever it is, thousands of dollars in from the pre-tax over to the post-tax uh, or, or, pre-ta- or uh, tax-free, I can't talk today, tax-free Roth IRAs for distributions or estate planning for, for to legacy to give to your kids or grandkids. Well, what if you're retiring? Uh, or you you do once you've already retired, maybe at that at that ledge when you just jump off that retirement ledge, and you is that a good time because your tax bracket would go down then, right? So you'd be most late. of the time people think Chris that their tax brackets go down when they retire, but a lot of times that's really not the case. Oh. Okay, I mean think about it. If you're in a twenty five percent tax bracket, there is a substantial difference in a twenty five dropping down to a fifteen percent tax bracket. Oh yeah, there, re- there really really is. Okay, so. So you really have to take a good look at it, and and also remember too one of the one of the issues with with retirement income is when you retire and go on Medicare. Let's suppose you retire sixty five and now you're on Medicare. Your Medicare premiums are are going to be based off of your tax return two years prior. So a lot of people are getting hit for the first two years in retirement, or, or hit. The first two years in retirement on Medicare with a pretty large uh, Medicare premium, and that becomes a problem as well. So, so there's a lot of planning that goes into this post-tax, you know, retirement income scenario. And it being tax season, people are all running around. Should I convert? Should I convert? And the answer is, if you own a traditional IRA or you have money in a pre-tax 401k or TSP or whatever it is. The answer to your question is sit down with an advisor and look at Roth conversion calculators. Not one you pull down off the Internet, but, but, a, a, but a really good one. The, your advisor should have that in the office. And, and take a good look at it because at the end of the day, when you're in your 70s and your 80s, having tax-free income or passing assets onto your heirs tax-free is a very, very valuable commodity to have. Trust me when I say this because I see people all the time complaining about the level of taxation they have to pay on the required minimum distributions. You know, when you're 70 and a half, Chris, you have to start taking money out of your pre-tax plans, and then you get hit with the tax there. And and people are saying, well, you know what? I don't need this money. I'm forced to take it out, pay the tax, then they turn right back around and reinvest it. But if you had done a series of little conversions throughout the years, you may be sitting on a pile of tax-free money. Pros and cons both ways. You know, some advisors say never convert. Other advisors say always convert. I'm the type of advisor that says, nope, it's a case-by-case scenario. Let's build out your plan, and why do you want to do these conversions? And do your homework. Yeah. And do your homework and make it very tax efficient. That's exactly correct. So, hey, give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions. 
at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494. Or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Now's a great time to get in on that telephone line to talk to our financial and retirement expert here in studio. Let me give you that phone number, 855-767-3123. Again, 855-ROSE-123. The neat thing about that telephone line also, Larry, is that every day during the week, you could also call that exact same number to get a hold of you folks to ask any questions that you need to ask when it comes to your money. That's true, Chris. We get lots of people calling and asking questions and, and people asking to send out information on, you know, from what we talk about on the radio show. So that's that's fine as well. You know, during the break there, I was talking to, you know, we were talking about plans and, and Roth conversions and, and things like that. And in Luke fourteen twenty eight says, you know, for which for which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Same scenario here. Why, you know, if if you're looking at making a financial move, why not sit down and build out a financial plan to try and, you know, lots of wisdom there, right, mm-hmm. to try and figure out the pros and cons and whether or not it's right for you. Let's welcome Ray on the line. Good morning, Ray. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, I got a question concerning annuity fees, but I want to circle a little bit. If you buy and sell stock, they charge you a fee. That fee is tax deductible based on the uh, concept of, uh, using money to make money. Uh, if I have an annuity and that annuity is paying me a monthly stipend and the annuity company is charging me a fee, can I deduct, deduct that fee from my taxes too? You know, that's really a CPA question because it goes to the, the, the issue that the annuity is tax deferred. It's a gray line and some, some advisors allow that to happen and some CPAs don't. And also depends if it's a non-qualified annuity versus an IRA annuity. Uh, so there, there is some area in the tax code on that, but you need to speak with your advisor. Um, I can s- put you on hold and send you out some information next week regarding all that, okay? Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. Are you listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Well, any a, of your... I was going to say there's a lot of uh, – I mean, didn't mean to interrupt there, but – there's a lot of things going in when it comes to financial planning and retirement when it comes to tax planning, isn't there? And this time of year, when you're ready to file, you really want to have your paperwork together because you can save some money if you do it right. This is true. You know, take take a look at, at uh, people that, that think that they're shut out of the Roth IRA. You know, people that make a certain amount of income, they cannot 
contribute to a Roth IRA. However, you can backdoor your contributions by making a non-deductible contribution to an IRA and then converting it over to a Roth. Hmm. Are, there, are there rules about when and how you can convert? Well, there, there, there are no rules. As there are rules on, on you know, once you make that conversion, you have to pay taxes. But if you do, if you do a a a contribution to an IRA that's non-deductible and then go to convert it, you could be subject to what's called a pro rata rule. And we're getting down in the weeds here, Chris. Sure. That's why you have to really take a look at the, these calculations. But at the same time, it's a way that high-income earners who think that they're shut out of contributing to an IR, to a Roth IRA can actually do that, and people do this all the time. It's a one-way conversion, though, right? Once you're once you're on, you're, that's it, right? Yeah, you want to you don't want to convert back no. to taxes. You want to <laughs> keep it tax free, right? So, I can't think so of a reason definitely. why for sure. Yep, yep, definitely. And another overlooked area, you know, is being tax season and all is the non-working spouse IRA contributions. You know, one spouse is working, another spouse is not working. The non-working spouse can also have a contribution into an IRA, whether it's Roth or traditional, deductible, whatever it may be, as a non-spouse, non-working spouse uh, contribution. A lot of people overlook these things, mm-hmm. and you know, these these are the little things that you sort of thatch through and figure out. Hey, how can I save more money and and get down the road? Which we're going to talk about some of the mistakes that that people in their fifties make when it comes to retirement planning in just a little bit. Uh, so, so uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about today was there's some new legislation regarding the TSP, which is I find very interesting here. Which uh, you know the TSP, the Government Thrift Savings Plan, is is a uh, it's a great vehicle to save money, but not necessarily a good vehicle to distribute money. You're only allowed a one-time lifetime partial distribution. If and and so it's very restricted on pulling money out, and they're looking to change some of that. There's some legislation that that just came up uh, just just yesterday, April seventh. So, very interesting. There, we'll be watching that and tracking that. Could be some big news, uh, allowing age-based withdrawals uh, while people are still working, as well as um, you know the ability to pull money out during retirement years. So, could be some some very interesting stuff there. Coming down the road, yeah, you know, I mentioned that that people make mistakes in their fifties when it comes to saving, hmm. uh, and and one of them is is not maximizing the retirement plan contributions, which is sort of some of the things we're talking about here: the non-spousal IRAs, as well as backdooring money into a Roth IRA through a conversion and stuff like, or through non-deductible contributions and then converting it over. But some of the bigger mistakes that people make in their fifties. When it goes to focusing on retirement planning is not maximizing their plan contributions. One of the ways that you can start to learn that you can build towards maximizing your retirement plans is each year put a little bit more in. Each year, you know, you might be putting 7% into your retirement plan. Well, beginning next year, put in 8%. Beginning the following year, put in 9%. That little incremental increase right there you're really not going to miss it in each pay period but eventually you'll get to the point where you are maximizing the plan out Uh, because a lot of people say well you know what i can only afford to put in three percent or five percent i get that and understand that but we also need to make sure that we are taking advantage down the road because also in their 50 once somebody turns 50 in a calendar year you can put in the catch-up provision which allows you to put in a lot more money towards your retirement plan so you want to make sure that in your budgets you're trying to increase your percentage contribution each year another mistake that people make in their 50s moving towards retirement 
is carrying too much debt. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't understand, and this goes into one of the mistakes that retirees make, is 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 understanding how much your pre-retirement income is actually supporting your lifestyle and then comparing that with your post-retirement income. For example, let's suppose that you have credit card debt, and suppose the credit card debt service is, let's say, $1,000 a month. You know, when you stop and look at it nationwide, Chris, yeah. it's about $8,700 per adult in the house who has credit card debt. Mm-mm. So almost sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars $17,000 for a married couple nationwide. So what's the debt service on that? Several hundred to $1,000 a month. So your pre-retirement income is supporting that, right? Mm-hmm. Not a problem. But when you roll over into retirement, how are we going to pay this debt down? What's the story with all of that? So we need to start getting debt reduction plans in place in order to, to retire you know, without that, that type of revolving uh, credit card and it's debt. It's kind of the reverse of what you're talking about saving. You could actually just throw a little bit more each month at it, and it would go down quicker, right? Yes, yes. I mean, you know, when people come in and we start building financial plans for them, we do have a debt service calculator that will sit down and say, okay, how are we going to attack this? If we do this, it's going to retire in that number of months. If we do that, it'll retire that much quicker, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. You've got to build that into the program because at the end of the day, that retirement date, you know, each year we keep having these things called birthdays, and it gets closer (laughs) and closer down the road to one day we can't go back to work or we just won't be invited back to work. Yeah, as they start racking up, you see these little gray hairs popping out or thinning out, one of the two. This is true, yes. (laughs) This is definitely true. So. Uh, but anyway, my, my point here is that they people need to really get a game plan together for college funding and retirement planning. And most people in their 50s are getting hit with college funding and retirement planning at the same time. Big, big speed bump, financial speed bumps uh, along the path here. So how do you go about doing that? Building out a financial plan. If you want to get started on that, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Shoot, shoot us off an email and ask for the financial planning toolkit. Or just give us a phone call here this morning, 855-ROSE-123. And uh, we'll be happy to send you out our financial planning toolkit. We've sent out thousands of these toolkits over the years, <clears throat> and it really draws a line in the sand and it helps address this question, which is sort of what we're talking about now, which is, hey, you know what, if I keep doing what I've been doing, where will I be down the road and how will I accomplish my goals? That's the premise. That's the baseline objective of our financial planning toolkit. It really is. It it, it organizes everything together for you. And if you go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, right there on the first page is a video. It's an example of our financial plan, how our financial plan updates all of your accounts, all of your objectives and goals each day as the market closes. So it gets an automatic update each night for you. So you never have to worry about, oh, well, I met my advisor nine months ago, you know, where, where am I on my pace with my planning? No, 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 no. You know, And that's one of the things, too, that we do in our firm is we have anywhere from two to four meetings a year with clients to make sure that we're staying on top of, of what, you know, that they're staying on top of what their objectives and goals are as, as they proceed through the, you know, through life, as well as us helping to monitor and make investment decisions, estate planning, whatever it may be. So those meetings are very valuable, yeah. but but go to the website, LarryRosenthal.com, and take a good look at the video there. You'll see how it all coordinates with the planning toolkit as well as the financial plan itself there. You know, so, I noticed something, Larry, just a minute ago when we were talking about, you know, getting gray hair and such and, and losing hair. Bob isn't doing that. we got to figure out his trick. His hair, he's not losing any hair. He's not getting any gray hair. What's up with that? 
You know, when it comes to Bob here, Bob in the back, I, I've given up on diet, exercise, all this kind of stuff. It it's all. genetics. Look at the man. Yeah, it's just man. genetics. It's crazy. I don't understand that that's either. It. <laughs> Some people are born like Samson and others of us aren't, Chris. <laughs> oh, that's right. Let's take a quick break and open up the lines again. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rose. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved, and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show with Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. Give us a call with any questions that you have. Larry has answers for all of those things that have to do with your finances. Again, that phone number, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. And as we mentioned previously, that telephone number rings in the offices all week long. So write that down if you have questions that you don't have an opportunity to call in and get an answer to yet or right now. You can do that at any time during the week, 855-767-3123. Larry? Sure, absolutely. Let's welcome, uh, is it Joanne? Yeah, she's not on hold yet, though. I think oh. she's, yep, there you go. There, there you we go. go. Yep. Let's welcome Joanne on the line. Good morning, Joanne. How can I help you today? Good morning. My, my name is Joanne Sines, and I'm Joanne, and uh, I, uh, my husband passed, and I got quite a bit of money from his uh, retirement and uh, life savings, and so uh, I didn't know what to do with it, so what I did is I went ahead and put it in a market uh, uh Money market. Okay. And now, and, and then I'd like to be able to pay my house off with it, and, and the rest maybe stick it into a Roth RRA. What do you think about that? Well, first of all, Joanne, I'm I'm sorry to hear about your husband passing. Okay. Yeah. And uh-huh. and um, the answer to your question is, we need to sit down and see how much. Or, or what these dollars can do now to help you move forward with your new objectives and goals, okay? So paying your house off is a great scenario. Putting money into a Roth IRA, you may or may not be able to do that depending on whether or not you have earned income. Um, 
but the purpose of Roth IRA is so that you get some tax-free dollars kicking back to you down the road. There are other ways that you can do that, too, with municipal bonds and different things of that nature as well. So so the answer to your question is we really need to build out a financial plan. Um, I'm all for debt reduction, but I also don't know what the mortgage balance is on your home or what the proceeds you have from the life insurance and the retirement plan. The retirement plan money is most likely going to be taxable to you once you put it into your pocket. Uh, you can probably roll it over to yourself tax-free as a spousal uh, beneficiary uh, program. But at the same time, I don't want you to pay our, pay your house off using up all the cash because then you become house-rich and cash-poor. So so those are the types of discussions that really need to be outlined in, in a conversation. Does that make sense? And then we probably need to make the investments take a look at producing income for you to sustain your lifestyle uh, as well as put some dollars away for savings. And then we need to do a beneficiary update and, and an estate state conversation with you on your will and trust and things of that nature as well. Okay? Thank you. Okay. Yep, let me. I think I've pretty much been doing all that. Oh, wonderful. Very good. Very, very good then. Then it, then it boils down to taking a look at, you know, do you want to use the proceeds to pay the house off or, or how do you want to get them invested? So if you like, I'll be happy to put you on hold and we'll have someone reach out to you next week and, and give you a little bit more detail and uh, uh, advice that we, that we can't do here over the radio. Does that sound okay? Um, no, I think, I think I'm good. I, I, I just I'll, I'll, I already have a tax advisor and, and I'll just see he's been out of town, so he'll be coming back in town. Okay, week. well, wonderful, Joanne. Just go ahead and make okay. sure that that the investments that you choose are, are going to be working for you, uh, f- you know, to produce income and things like that down the road. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Great. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring here at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. With any of your financial planning or investment questions. Uh, let's go ahead. Oop, this person doesn't want to be on the air there. I guess they're calling in for a toolkit. Give us a call if you want, uh, 855-ROSE-123. So getting back, Chris, to some of the four mistakes that retirees make, we were talking about um, earlier in the show, people in their 50s, let's advance that towards retirees. One of the mistakes that people who are already retired make is the loss of purchasing power. They don't stay focused on their investments need to still maintain purchasing power throughout their retirement years. You know, think about this. You're going to retire, let's say, at 65. You can live another 30 years, right? Absolutely. During that period of time, your dollars still have to grow to outpace taxes and inflation. So make sure that you keep an eye on the the purchasing power. In addition to that, we've, we touched on, on another mistake earlier in the show, which is not understanding the net after-tax income during your retirement years. And what about these required minimum distributions that you have, you have to pull out? Third mistake that retirees make during retirement years is overlooking proper estate planning. A lot of people say, ah, you know, the, the, the beneficiary form I filled out 15 years ago is fine, and we'll just leave it up to the will. And besides, my family's going to do, quote-unquote, the right thing. It'll be okay. They'll spread the money around. Well, you know what? It doesn't always work out that way. So one of the one of the – it's an interesting subject, too, when you talk about estate planning. When, when, you, when you sit down and, and you're working with people and talking about estate planning, this is typically how it goes. You know, the conversation comes up and people just, 
some people dive right into it and knock it out because they, they see the importance of it, and other people just have a very tough time dealing with it because they're afraid to make wrong mistakes and wrong decisions. But in estate planning, if things are set up properly, they can be changed. It's revocable. Things can get changed, moved around. I was explaining that to a client earlier this year. She thought she was going to be locked in for a decision that may happen 30 years down the road, but no, not at all. You can change things around. You know, you can change your your estate plan 365 days a year if you really desire to do so. That's what people don't understand about the flexibility in proper estate planning. And then not understanding, again, how much your pre-tax retirement income uh, – uh, or your pre-tax, I'm sorry, people don't understand how much their pre-retirement income is actually supporting their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You need to build out that financial plan. So there's there's three mistakes people make in their 50s and four mistakes retirees make once people retire. So a lot of this just comes down to simple planning, making sure that you understand what your objectives are, time horizon, risk tolerance, all that kind of stuff. I'll take away also that you're saying that you don't want to carry much debt into retirement if you can't. You know, you want to get rid of that debt as much as possible so your cash flow is higher, right? Yes, I'm a big believer in trying to reduce debt. Now, now that's a great debate in the industry. Should you have a mortgage or not in retirement? And, and if you have a situation where you have some credit card balances, should you pay it off early or, or just pay it over time? You know, there's lots of great debates and all that kind of stuff. But I would tell you this, though, that, that the the freedom of not having the debt really works out well. And, and you'd be surprised at, at how you can accomplish this. I was working with a client earlier this week, and he's looking to buy some rental property. And he wants to rent it out. And so we looked at the property, the value, the down payment, the the rental income and, and things like that. And and I had shown him, well, if we just simply take a 15-year mortgage on the property versus a 30-year and then take the proceeds of the rental income that's going to be coming in, he can be actually pay the property off probably in a, in a, in a little less than four years. Nice. Yes, and then he's going to have the, the – then another two or three years down the road, he'll get back – paid back his down – down payment. And so it just changed the entire dynamic of what they were trying to do with this property. Uh, They were looking at actually flipping this property. But, you know, when you sit down and you stop and you take a look at it all and spin it around and look at different choices, there's lots of things out there. And that's one of the things that a financial plan will do for people. And And a planner too, right? You've got a a sanity check going on there with big plans that you want to make. You can sit down with a, a great financial planner like yourself, and then you can find out well, does it make sense that if I want to do this, does my plan make sense? A second set of eyes, more or less. Right, right. It always helps, you know. Counsel, Proverbs talks a lot about that in the Bible, you know, get wise counsel from people. So, yeah. But anyway, let's let's uh, move on here, Chris. Yes, sir. <laughs> We're moving on to Saturday, sunny, chilly Saturday afternoon in April. How's that sound? Sounds great. <laughs> You're looking at me like, oh, what? Well, let's just grab a phone like, call here. That's what let's I'm... go to commercial. Let's do something, right? <laughs> Come on, somebody call. Take Chris off the hook. There we go. Right, right. And they did. Look at that. All right. All right. Sounds good. Um, I'm not getting them on my my end of it here. But okay, anyway. Well, let's pick her up then. It's, uh, one, one second. Uh, we'll, we'll get that one for you. Let's talk to Sandy, who's on the line with us. Go ahead, Sandy. What's your question? Hi. Yes. I am getting a TSB from a divorce, and I wanted to know what's the best thing to do with it. Uh, Roth IRA, 
regular IRA, and are you familiar with the IUL? With an IUL? Yes. I'm not quite that familiar, but I heard something about it. Is that an index universal life policy? I think so. It's the one where you, if the taxes are taken out, so at the end you're not paying out the taxes. If it's an index universal life policy and you're going to put money in from a quadro, from a divorce decree coming from the TSP, I would not do that, most likely, um, mm-hmm. if it's what I'm thinking you're, you're saying, okay, uh, because you're going to have to pull the money out of the TSP, pay tax, then, to, then you're going to turn around and choose your investment vehicle to be a life insurance policy. And that probably doesn't work because of the amount of money on taxes you have to pay just to get the money in there. I'd be very, very cautious okay. about that, Sandy. Probably not a good, good move. If in fact that's what that IUL is that you were that you were mentioning there. Okay. Okay, that um, that, that sounds um, familiar. But with the the amount from the TSP, I have to decide to put it into something. Well, what so, what here's here's the story. This is you know what your choices are. What's going to happen is the TSP is going to open up like an IRA account for you, and it can stay in the very same investments that it's in right now. You're not forced mm-hmm. to pull it out. You you probably you probably can pull it out and put it into your own IRA. Then you can decide if you want to put it into a stock or a mutual funds or ETFs or whatever it may be, okay? But you mm-hmm. need to get a good understanding based off of what I'm hearing here of all of your choices that relates to this this scenario, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you need to do. I'll I'll have someone give you a ring if you want, and they can dive further down into what all your choices are. But I would be very cautious about this IUL putting the money in there. Just simply, you know, if, if you take fifty grand out of the TSP to put it in there, you're going to have to pay taxes on fifty grand, and then that money goes in. It doesn't make sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. Now, if you need to buy life insurance, that's a different story. We can look at other ways to go about doing that. But these mm-hmm. dollars here are meant for your retirement, so let's make sure that we we put them in a position that's going to be best for your for your retirement. Okay, let me go ahead and put you on hold, and Bob will get your information, and we'll send we'll have someone give you a call next week. Okay. Okay. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Let's welcome Terry on the line. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? Okay. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? My question is for um, retirement. Are you able to pull out your TSP to put it in a self-directed IRA and then use it for real estate um, so the real estate would end up being in the IRA? And if you do that, are you able to live in the um, real estate or do you have to rent it out? So, Terry, under the current rules of the TSP, if you're 59 and a half or older, you're eligible for a one for a one-time in-service transfer where you can roll the money out of your TSP and put it into an IRA. If you've separated service, in other words, you retired or left the government for whatever reason, then you can roll over it all into an IRA. 
once it's in your own IRA, then you can choose the investment that's going to drive the performance of the money in the IRA. If you choose to put it into mutual funds, stocks, bonds, whatever it is, that's one thing. If you want to go down the road of putting it into a self-directed IRA and purchase, and as you say, and purchase real estate inside of it, there's some very, very strict rules around that. I would recommend you reading Ed Slot's book, The Retirement Time Bomb. There's an entire chapter dedicated to this subject in there. Be very, very careful about something called self-dealing rules because then you can blow the whole thing up and it becomes instantly taxable to you right away. Mm-hmm. So, so I would throw a lot of caution at putting real estate in there. As mm-hmm. far as you being able to live inside of it, I'm mm-hmm. not too sure if you can do that or not, but it's all in that in that book. So so take a look at that, and if you want, I'll, I'll be happy to send you out some information on it if you want me to put you on hold, and we'll get somebody to get you some information on self-dealing with it next week, okay? Yes, thank you. All right, let me place you on hold real quick, and Bob will get your information. Let's welcome Rosa on the line. Good morning, Rosa. How are you today? I am fine. How can I help you? I Okay, I'm a couple years from retirement. I'm at the 80%. Um, I want to stop investing in TSP and start investing in Roth IRAs. Okay. So you you can actually continue investing in the TSP, but just make it a Roth contribution inside the TSP. Oh, a Roth contribution. Oh, okay. Yes, the TSP allows for pre-tax contributions and Roth contributions. Okay. So you can you can do that. It depends on your income level here. So so if your income if if you're highly compensated, then you may not be eligible to put money into a Roth IRA, but you can put it in to the Roth side of your TSP, okay? Okay. Roth side of the TSP. Yes. Okay. Okay, I think that answers my question. Okay, wonderful. Well, okay. that was easy. I need to hit my easy button then. <laughs> Got to get you yeah. one of those, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You have a great weekend. Appreciate the you phone too, call. Now. Let's welcome Ray on the line from Tacoma Park. Good morning, Ray. How are you today? Good. Good morning. Thank you, Larry, for taking my call. Sure. Um, How can I help I you? Just, I just acquired <clears throat> a uh, real estate uh, asset in South America. Um, it's uh, appraised at around $50,000. It's um, about seven acres. It's a pretty fertile land with a house on it. Uh, it has agricultural growing agricultural growing on it now, producing uh, some income. Uh, I'm not really sure how to approach it or whether I should sell it or just retain it. Or do you have any thoughts around around that? Well, so it's it's delivering income to you right now. Um, yeah, I, I, not. <laughs> The short answer is yes. It came with sort of the. Um, it came along with me acquiring it, or it had agriculture growing on it, and uh, now as a as a new owner, I'm benefiting from that agriculture that's growing on it. Well, I think that's a that's a good thing right there by itself. Um, are you thinking about? I, I guess I'm confused as to your question. Are you thinking about to sell it and and just take the money? Well, I'm, I'm thinking or? about it. You know, it's. I mean, I live in, in Washington area. You know, I'm just thinking about oversight and the distance from Washington to Ecuador and, you know, sort of. How know, much I'm, income is it giving you? 
Um, it's about $5,000 a year. It's not substantial. So it's giving you about a 10% yield. Because yep. if the value's worth 50, if you were to sell it, what would be the cost for you to sell it? Would there be taxes involved with it? Uh, what about the selling costs down there? How does that work? Yeah, there would be some selling costs, um, a little less than what they are sort of here with a real estate agent. Or, but um, but I don't know the extent of that information. I guess what I'm hearing from you is I should sort of look into that and get a sense what that what that adds up to. Exactly. Um, what we have to do is we have to take a look at the cost to liquidate and bring the $50,000 back here to you. Then we have to take a look at the cost to own, which is maintenance and taxes on the land and all that kind of stuff, plus oversight being this far away. And then we have to throw in there the income yield that it's giving to you. And right now it's giving you a 10% income yield. Question is, if you were to sell it and bring back $50,000, can you put the $50,000 into an investment and get a 10% yield? Do you see what I mean? So, yep, absolutely. That's a great point. Yep. So there's no guarantee to that, but there are uh, real estate investments here that, that give you you know higher yields than, than the S&P 500. But, again, principal goes up and down. There's no guarantees to that. So that's sort of the math in all of that. If you can get the information on what it would cost to sell down there, then I can have someone reach out to you and, and sort of help you dissect the three different uh, – uh, pieces of math to see what would be in your best interest. Okay, that'd be great. Thanks for your time, Larry. Okay, Ray, let me put you on hold, and Bob will get your contact information. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. We have a few minutes left in the show. For those of you that are calling in and I can't get you on the air, I'll be happy to stay in studio afterwards and uh, visit with you on the phone there. So give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. And, for, don't, re and uh, don't forget, I'm going to be doing series of Bible-based money management seminars at Chapel Springs Church. It's uh, just outside of Manassas in Bristow, Virginia there, um, uh, starting on April 19th. You can call the, the, the church, Chapel Springs Church, and get information on it. We're going to be having classes in the morning at 1030 to noon and then and then later in the evening. I think it's 5 to 7, 5 to 7 or something like that. Um, and then we're going to be doing these monthly over there. Uh, so it's going to be a whole series on estate planning, investment planning, uh, all from a biblically-based uh, uh, standpoint. So You're talking about some budgeting options in there, too, right, on how to manage just yep, general yep. budgets? Yep, they actually just had a budgeting class last week. I did not teach that. Okay. Um, I'm teaching more of, of you, know, you know, how do we, you know, how do we manage, you know, the Lord's resources that he's given us in, in, in man's tools, you know, kind of a difference, uh, the theme there between God's economy and man's economy. You know, when, when you take a look at it, basically, Chris, the Lord's given us assets, and now we have to figure out what to do with them, what we need to save. Well, well should we put money into, you know, a self-directed IRA or a Roth IRA or a mutual fund or a stock or whatever it may be, right? Right. So, so those, that's where I'm sort of coming in on all of this. So it's going to be lots of good information and uh, basically the difference between man's economy and God's economy when it comes to that. Uh, in addition to that, uh, some people were asking me about my book, and it's still in the works. And, uh, you know, it's taking a while, but it's still in the works. It's getting there. I, I, I it's do like to there. have some free time and get away from work. 
work a little bit here and there. So uh, we'll be working on it. So stay tuned. We'll be getting some of that information out next week. So there's some callers that are calling in and, and on hold. I'll go ahead and stay in studio and answer questions. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. Happy birthday, Mom. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.